This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. Good morning. Welcome, Unity Community of Central Oregon. My name's Naomi Steele, and I'm going to be... <laughs> Are your palms sweating too? Because this is my first time. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to be our platform host this morning. In a little bit, we're going to hear from Reverend Jane. She's going to share on how breaking up is hard to do. But first, I want to share one of my favorite things about our community is its inclusivity. And what we mean by that is no matter the color of your skin, no matter your sexual orientation or your gender identification, and even your faith, no matter who you are, you're not only welcome, but you're invited and you're represented here and you're seen and loved. Uh, Let's go into our mission statement. We are a vibrant, welcoming, multi-generational, prosperous community embodying love and awakening spiritual consciousness. And now we welcome our soul shine. There's a little bit of a tongue twister, but we are soul shine. Now, you know, you guys can't sit, sing from sitting down, so I need you to stand up. Come on. Uh, say it the way you okay, want to say it. you can't sing from your seats and sing from your feet. Then. And I mean, Eric Happy. <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to sing a beautiful Karen Drucker song called I Send My Love. I send my love over the mountains. I send my love over the sea. I send my love into the heavens. And it returns to me. Sing with us. I send my love.
All right. Who is ready for celebrations with Claire? <laughs> Eventually. Celebrating two years of marriage to this fine young man. <laughs> and we did it in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> Who else has some celebrations? Yes. Carol.
and shared part of it with the Kubotas, and that made it even more special. Oh. Just a surprise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was riding my bike, and I said, Two doors down from us. Yeah. And so oh, beautiful. And Reverend Jim, what are you celebrating? I'm celebrating. I've been sober since last night. <laughs> <laughs> I have a celebration. I'm celebrating our son, Nico, who is in Bali, happily. And after the first day there, he made, started making friends and already he's met a girl that he really likes. And he and Ian are having a great time out there. And it's just amazing what he can do on his own as a 19-year-old. <laughs> celebrating his, his life. Sorry, Mita, I don't have any money.
those of you who know Mita Thompson, she is our ASL person, who on the live, she's still on the live stream and doing that, but I guess she made a video for you guys, so we're ready to play it, we're ready to rock and roll. What is it? It's the bag that was on the black cart. It's the what? It's the bag on the black oh. cart. It is. Is this from everybody at Unity? Really? Okay, they saw enough on camera. <laughs> they don't need more of a mess. But this is awesome. Oh, that's really cool. Oh, wow. Nice gift card and everything. Holy cow. That's sweet. Honey, you could turn the camera off. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Thank you, everyone. You're all awesome. moved to Idaho to be with her new love and so th the reason all that road noise was in the background was because she was meeting Midway and Burns to get her grandson and so we had to be very surreptitious in how we, we got the gift to her but that's what happened. So right now if you haven't been here before we've been taking some time to talk with each other and reflect on uh, what this last year has been for us and how it's changed us. And each week we've had a different question. So this week, um, and what we're going to do with this is you're going to find a partner who does not live in the same house as you do, and you're going to be able to share back and forth with each other about these questions. So we've all heard of post-traumatic stress disorder. And rather than focusing on the disorder part of it, Today we're going to talk about post-traumatic growth. So as you think about this last year, what is growing in you as a result? Let me give you a few ideas. So it might be there are new opportunities that weren't there before that, that have grown in your life because of the situation. Maybe there's a new fellowship, even a fellowship of grief that you have found. Maybe your relationships have changed in a positive way with important people in your life. Maybe you have an increased sense of strength. What, it, what is it that you have developed as a result of this? Maybe you have a greater appreciation for life in general. And maybe you have a deepening sense of spirituality or maybe even different beliefs as a result of it. So that's the question. We're going to take about five minutes to, to spend time talking with each other. For those of you who are online, I really encourage you to write in the chat what you know your reflections on that, because then everybody else who's on the chat can see it. And if you are on our website and you haven't done it before, if you make the screen smaller, you'll be able to see the chat, just in case you don't know how to do that. So let's move, and we'll, Dave will bring us back with some soft music when it's time to be finished, okay? So every, you might have to get up to find a partner. 
are you growing through this? Let's be here all day, okay. <laughs> That'll have to be the after party. Um, so it's time for prayer. So whatever those reflections are that you shared with your partner, let's bring those into prayer, whether it's a prayer of gratitude for that growth, or maybe you're still in a place where that growth is not quite um, like Naomi was saying, it sort of, she feels like it's in gestation. She can, she can feel it, but she can't quite see it. And maybe that's true for some of you. So whatever that is, we just hold that in prayer and know that we are constantly evolving beings. And no matter what stressors push on us from our personal lives or from the outer world, we are always growing into greater good. And we affirm that now in prayer. And we hold in prayer in particular today the people in Miami who are dealing with loss of loved ones and all the uncertainty from the collapse of that building. We, we hold in prayer in particular, there are a couple of women in our community who are having problems with sons in their lives, who are making choices that are, are creating a lot of difficulty. And we, we pray that those young men find the help that they need to come back to the center of who they truly are. And we pray for their families who are so distraught from all of this that they find peace and and a deep, deep faith that something bigger is going on. And we hold in prayer all of our children who are out of school and some of them are just loose and playing, and some of them are in camps that are wonderful, and some of them may not have the opportunities that others have to go to camps and maybe are not in a good space right now, maybe are not finding the food that they need. People are in all different places, but we hold all of our beautiful children in our hearts, and we claim that they are growing perfectly and they are finding joy. And we hold those who are looking for a place to live, like Carol, and we, we affirm that there is a place that's got her name on it already, and she is finding it. And we hold all of the people who are dealing with health issues, and we claim that they are growing into a remembering of who they truly are, this vibrant life force. And we particularly today hold our dear friend, Tara Kalea, who is in Florida right now. She is having an extreme health crisis. It may be her time to cross over. She doesn't know and we don't know. But we are all holding her in so much love. We know she is watching right now. And so we say, hello, Taurica. We love you dearly. And we've changed the prayer song today, especially for you, Taurica, but for all of us. And so let's move into that prayer right now. But now I see so clear 
Love is our ultimate reality, everywhere present and whole. It radiates abundantly and creatively creates good in my life and in the world. We acknowledge the presence and power of love now. We see the people and circumstances we hold in prayer, healed and illumined by love, and so it is. Okay, Soul Shine, you're up. We're a little fun with this one. They say that breaking up is hard to do Now I know, I know that it's true Don't say that this is the end Instead of breaking up, I wish that we were making up again I beg of you, don't say goodbye Can't we give our love another try? Come on, baby, let's start anew Cause breaking up is hard to do They say that breaking up is hard to do Now I know, I know that it's true Don't say that this is the end Instead of breaking up, I wish that we were making up again I'll beg of you, don't say goodbye Can't we give our love just one more try? Come on, baby, we can start brand new Cause breaking up is hard to do when we say that we're a multi-generational community, um, every once in a while we trip over the uh, multi-generational gap. (laughs) So it happened this week with that song because when I came up with the topic of breaking up is hard to do, well, how could I not think of that song? But then that song was playing on the radio all the time when I was in high school. And, And so Eric says... Oh, yeah, that'd be great as long as we do this version of it. And he has some other version that's like, oh, yuck. That, I mean, that was just awful to me. And, and he liked it because that was the version he had heard first, being a little younger than I am. And, um, and so he thought that my version was like, well, that's kind of dumb. <laughs> so, but, so we kind of went back and forth on that and... I won, and I appreciate it. <laughs> so for all of those of you who are younger than I am and this don't time, listen to the olders. This, <laughs> yeah. time, this time you won, this time. <laughs> Anyway, so breaking up is hard to do. This is the season of love, and we're talking about the importance today of loving ourselves. And we all say that, and we all know that, Right. I mean, even, even Jesus in the Gospels is saying, when they say, what's the greatest commandment? He says, love God above everything else, and then love your neighbor as yourself. And usually that as yourself part, that gets forgotten. Hopefully, we're pretty good at loving our neighbors, although not always, that we can usually think of a few neighbors that we're not so good at loving, right? But, but ourselves, it's harder And so today what I want to say is that 
what makes it hard is that our longest relationship, our longest relationship is with someone that's very unhealthy, and we need to do a breakup. So most of us, unfortunately, have somewhere along the line had a relationship that wasn't so great. You know, the person that we were with was abusive or neglectful or, you know, whatever. We have been in relationship for a lot of our lives with someone called the judge. Right? We all know who that is. If you close your eyes, you can hear the voice in your head without much difficulty. The the judge says things like, the judge is really an expert at measuring and comparing. You're too much or you're not enough. You didn't get it quite right, almost, but not, not right. What were you thinking of? Why did you do that? You're never going to make it. These are the kinds of things the judge says to us on a routine basis. My judge, I can give a talk, and, and it sort of goes back and forth. Sometimes, sometimes I have a lot of notes. I you know, I, my process for giving a talk is I spend the week reading and thinking about and marinating in, and then we come here and we'll just see what comes out. And sometimes I walk in and it's like, man, I hope something comes out because I don't have much here. <laughs> and, and other times I have like this whole outline of things that I want to talk about and I hope I get them in. And if I don't have the outline, then I tell myself, oh, I should have had an outline. Or I hear somebody else who has an outline, like Sylvia does these amazing talks, and she's got it you know, really outlined, and she aspires to be like me, and I listen to her, and I think, oh, I should be more like her. And <laughs> it's crazy. That's the voice of the judge. And <laughs> the judge needs to be quiet. Um, but if I have an outline, then I never manage to say everything that's on the outline, and, because that's just kind of how I roll. I see what needs to be said that comes out my mouth and I forget to look at the outline. And then the judge beats me up because, oh, you missed that point or you missed that or you didn't say enough or, you know, now this isn't every week. I'm not that neurotic, but, but that does happen. And I've been doing this for a long time and it still happens. It still happens. And then if we try something new, I mean, how many people don't even try something new because you might not get it perfect the first time or ever? And so why even bother? Why even bother trying if you're not going to get it perfect? That's the voice of the judge. Imagine where we'd be if we thought that about walking. If we took our first step, landed on our fanny, which we all did, and said, oh, I guess I wasn't cut out to be a walker. And we stayed there on our butts for the rest of our lives. Wouldn't that be a pathetic life? But we didn't do that. When we were little, we instinctively knew, get up, keep going, keep going, you'll get it. We knew that then. But sometimes we forget that, and and so we don't try new things. But we are, we are growing beings. We are never going to stop. I was talking to Tarika um, a few weeks ago about this because here she is at the edge of death. And she may not, she may not go over the edge now. She may end up completely healing. That is a possibility, and we are holding that for her. And she may go over the edge. And actually, that's true of each one of us sitting here, right? I mean, it could happen before the day is done. We, never, we don't get a guarantee of our expiration date. But when I think about Tarika, I know that she's somebody that has all of these ideas for books. She and I have that in common. And, and sometimes she sends me pieces of writing, and she's working on this, and she's working on that. And, and I think, wow, 
she wasn't done. She had all these ideas of what she still wanted to do, and and it caused me to think about myself. And I, I thought, at any given point in time, what is the likelihood that I'm going to be finished and I won't have anything else in the hopper? And I thought, probably zero, knowing myself. You know, when... when um, my husband doesn't even talk to me about, are you ever going to retire? Because he, he knows me well enough to know, probably not, if it means just sitting around. You know, yes, I might slow down, I might do a little less, but I'm always going to have something that I'm excited about because that's my nature. And so when I think about Tarka, here she is in the middle of all of that, and I think, well, but she can't stop now because she isn't finished with that but she's never going to get to that point. And the judge is going to want to tell us that, but you should. You should. How come you didn't get that finished? The judge is actually pretty cruel. And so we need to break up with the judge. How do we do that? The first thing is to just be aware that there is a judge in the room. There is a judge in our head. And to be compassionate toward that judge. We don't want to say, you dirty, rotten judge, I'm not listening to you. It isn't that. It's it's more about just recognizing where is that voice coming from? And if you get quiet and you ask yourself, when did I first start hearing that voice? Almost guaranteed you're going to go back to when you were a child. It's going to be your mother or your father or a teacher or a big brother or sister. Almost always it's going to go back to one of those places where you could never quite get it right. Because that's what we humans seem to do. And remember, all of them have a a judge living in their head. All of them had an early experience. And when the judge is ruling your life, you cannot be in relationship with another person in a loving way. It just isn't possible. Because the judge is one of those that wants to be in control, not only of you and your life, but everybody in your circle. So if you are aware of that and you can just be compassionately present and recognize, well, that's a judgment. Yes, I hear that. I hear that. There's another judgment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love you. I love you. I love me. I love you. I know it sounds schizophrenic, but it's that part of you. You You just love yourself and you don't pound add more onto it by beating up the part of you that's beating you up because that doesn't accomplish anything. So we need to break up with our judge. But there's another part. It's actually the flip side of the judge, and that's the victim. So the victim is the part of us that isn't responsible for anything and has no power. It can't, it can't possibly do a thing. Now, I'm not talking, if something terrible happened to you when you were a child at the hands of someone else, I'm not talking about the part of you that was a child that had no power in the situation. What I'm talking about is as adults, we continue to tell that story. And some of the stories that we have are the longest playing. If they were movies that somebody paid for in the theater, we would be all multimillionaires because that has such a long run. And we have to question those stories that we tell. And that is deep work to do. I had an experience this week with a woman who um, she would describe herself as extremely generous. And I think it's true. She is generous. She cares about other people. She loves to give gifts. And she doesn't just give you a gift, but she gives you something that is so perfect for you. She knows you that well. 
And it's just a unique in all the world kind of gift that she will give. And she's married to somebody who is, is extremely wealthy, like beyond your wildest dreams wealthy, and is tight, tight, tight. He never, he's never given her a present, ever. No, no, wait, there was one. She remembered one. In all the years she'd been with him, 10 years. They're in the divorce process now, not specifically because of that. There are other problems, but she's exploring this. Why is she with him? Because there's a part of her that isn't ready to sign divorce papers yet. And I'm just asking her, why? What are you waiting for? And she realized, well, I'm, I'm waiting for him to come back again because this is sort of a yearly or multiple times a year pattern where he, he breaks up, it's over, she goes through agony, then he comes back, realizes, oh my gosh, what a mistake, and, and they go on again until the next time. And she has, she has vowed to herself she's not going to do that again. So she realizes she's waiting for him to swoop in again. And I said, but you said you didn't want to do that. Yeah, I know. And it's because the victim, part of her, this is a pattern that is just like with her father. And so it's like, is she really going to give up the possibility of getting what she needed from her father? That's a hard thing to ask. The victim part of us wants to say, but, but maybe, maybe if I can just be better. And now the judge is coming in here too, right? Because you're not good enough. If I could just do more. And then as we continue to explore this, she discovers that really this whole thing with generosity has got quite a bit of control to it which surprised her when she realized that. And she realizes she can't actually receive. It's so hard for her because she has to control everything. And she was telling me about how she has some very dear girlfriends. And the girlfriends, you know, they're they're just so close. And they came over to her house and they're going to have a meal. And she doesn't have to do anything because they want to nurture her because she's going through this whole breakup thing. And, and they are teasing her because it's so hard for her to just sit there and let them do it. She wants, she wants to get up and, be the, and fix it because she's always, whenever she's entertaining, she does everything. She has another friend who they were going to get together for burgers and she said, all right, what can I bring? And the friend said, just, just get the buns. And she said, but that's not how I roll. I'll get the buns, but then I'll get, I'll get some condiments for it, and I'll get a nice dessert, and I'll get this, and I'll get that. And I said, what would happen if you just got the buns? And she's just like, ooh. <laughs> it was really, really hard for her to even think about that because it would mean she'd have to let go of control of how it would, I mean, how badly can you mess up burgers, right? You know, I don't know. I shouldn't ask Suzanne. She probably has some horror stories. But, um, but she, it was hard for her to just let go and let somebody take care of her. And she realized that this husband that would not give was actually a perfect match for her. And she wasn't going to be able to have somebody loving in her life if she didn't learn how to receive. So we have to break up with the victim as well as the judge. We have to stop the stories of how we're not good enough and why we don't deserve. And we have to get clear on what it is that we do want. What would we love to have in our lives and stop telling ourselves we don't deserve that. Think about not so much the thing that you want, like the house or the car or the dog or whatever. Think about how do you want to feel because over the course of your lives, what you want, the stuff, that's going to change. 
But what isn't probably going to change over the course of your lives is how you want to feel. And so focus on that feeling and just imagine, think of somebody else in your life that you would love to feel that way. And just get that feeling going from your heart toward that other person and then flip it toward yourself. And just imagine giving that to yourself. And practice that. Practice that every day. I want to give you a practice, and I'd like you to say it after me. And if anybody wants this, I'm happy to email it to you. You can just um, fill out one of those contact cards on our website, and, um, and I will get it and send this to you. So you're going to repeat after me. I commit to bringing a new relationship with myself into being. To bringing a new relationship with myself into being. I commit to learning how to love myself in this moment and this time as I am. I commit to learning how to love myself in this moment and this time as I am. I commit to being compassionate and gentle and fiercely loving with myself. I commit to being compassionate and gentle and fiercely loving with myself. I commit to getting to know the being I am right now. I commit to getting to know the being I am right now. I commit to no longer abandoning or rejecting myself. I commit to no longer abandoning or rejecting myself. I commit to staying with myself on this journey of life at my pace and in my own time. I commit to staying with myself on this journey of life at my pace and in my own time. I'm going to end with a poem from Donna Benjamin that begins with you. Love in all its magical, mystical, and mysterious machinations feeds us along the way from our first crush in kindergarten to our teen romances, to our potential settling down with our beloved. And yet, along the way, we may stumble, fumble, and mumble our way through. Just because we think it is expected of us, we may become lost in the vortex of pleasing others. Our shadow becomes stronger due to placating, disappearing, surrendering until we no longer know where we end and the other begins. Oneness is admirable, but not at the cost of losing our center. Can you relate? How many times did we shift our preferences to impress our partner? To get all giggly in their presence, yet move away from our authentic voice and bite the bitter pill of settling Well, saddle up, folks. It's time, actually way beyond time, to get on the self-love train where we stand for our true longings, breathe into our own truth, and soar like never before. Our loves might still be around when this happens, and yet they might not. Once we take on our new and improved persona, our loves might fly the coop. Too scary, too new, too intimidating. They have lost all control while we have gained our composure and can smile from the inside of this new you. Breaking up can be hard to do. Yet it is the breaking up of old patterns, of old thoughts, of old ways of being that will truly set us free to be the me that we were meant to be, not the me for you. Wake up to a strength and power of loving the you in you, not the projection of someone else's desires. Fall in love with love that is real and true, and that begins and ends with you. Thank you, Donna. That was brilliant. I love that poem.
So let's take this into some time of reflection and meditation. So I invite you to close your eyes and just give yourself a moment and all the things you've heard. Just let it settle and see what rises to the surface. What is yours to take away today? And if you focus on your heart, what is there in you that you might be able to love a little more? And as you hold yourself in that space of deep loving, find words and say them to yourself. I love you. I love the you that is my soul that has been present forever, whose purity and beauty is undiminished by life's circumstances and experiences and choices. I love you, my beautiful soul, and I love the imperfect way you express in this human form. I love the parts of you that delight me. And I love the parts of you that exasperate me. I love the all of you, the all of me. I am so grateful to be alive. I am so grateful for this life I am given. I love you. And so it is. I'm sitting there going, I receive, I receive, I receive. (laughs) And I'm vibrating. That is so powerful. It's going to take me all day to assimilate it. Um, I'm just going to share a couple quick announcements. You guys, Soulshine can come up. A um, couple quick announcements before we go into the offering. Um, prayer claims. If you have a prayer claim, we invite you to fill out a prayer claim online. Uh, someone from our fellowship will reach out to you, either by phone or email with that prayer. And then it also goes to Unity Worldwide and is prayed over for a month. Is that right? Yeah. Um, I submitted a prayer claim a couple weeks ago. I got this beautiful email, something I can um, recite and share with myself over and over. Um, Also, we have some new prayer classes coming up July 13th. Uh, for five weeks, sign up on the calendar online or find one of us if you need help. And there was actually a request to help clean up the labyrinth. But it sounds like maybe that's been done already um, after the hailstorm. And then a heads up, we're going to be sending out a survey to our community asking about how everyone feels about wearing masks while we're here together. Um, With the governor's mandates lifting and us beginning to gather, um, although some of our community hasn't been vaccinated yet or can't, like our kiddos, um, we're going to be sending out a survey just to see how everyone feels and uh, help us take care of everyone as best we can. 
And now we're going to go into our offering. If our ushers can come up with our baskets. Um, the offering is an opportunity for us to continue celebrating together. Our offering is an opportunity for us to celebrate together and service and abundance and support to the extent of our ability. So we invite you guys to participate either in the basket if you're here. Uh, you can also give by text message. It's on our screen and online. And if you're watching, participating, celebrating with us virtually, it is in the chat or it's in comments. There's going to be a link in the video. <laughs> They tell you not to move around, and I'm like, want to dance to that song. <laughs> All right, let's give our blessing over our offering. It's going to come up here. From the love of pure spirit within us, with blessed gifts, we send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly, and so it is. And before we do the prayer of protection, I actually wanted to remind everyone, if you're new here, to please fill out a welcome uh, contact form, either in person or virtually, so that we can connect with you personally. <laughs> Little blue cards behind the seat. Thank you. Thank you, Claire. They're in the front there. And prayer of protection. The light of God surrounds me. I am the light of God. The love of God enfolds me. I am the love of God. The power of God protects me. I am the power of God. The presence of God watches over me. I am the presence of God. Wherever I am, God is, because I am. And now, soul shine. Ain't no use to sit and wonder why, babe. If and you don't know by now. And ain't no use to sit and wonder why, babe. It'll never do somehow. When your rooster crawls at the break of dawn, look out your window and I'll be gone. You're the reason I'm traveling on. Don't think twice, it's all right And it ain't no use in turning on your light, babe 
the light I never know. And ain't no use in turning on your light, babe. I'm on the dark side of the road. But I wish there was something you would do or say. Try and make me change my mind and stay. We never did too much talking anyway. Don't think twice, it's all right. No, it ain't no use in calling out my name, gal. Like you never did before And it ain't no use in calling out my name, God I can't hear you anymore I'm a-thinking and a-wondering walking down the street What's left a woman, a child, I'm told I gave her my heart, but she wanted my soul Don't think twice, it's alright So long, honey babe Where I'm bound, I can't tell But goodbye's too good a word, babe So I'll just say fare thee well I ain't saying you treated me unkind You could have done better, but I don't mind You just kind of wasted my precious time Don't think twice, it's all right Don't think twice, it's alright.